Hello, everyone. This is Tammy Bronk, Earth Sky Woman, uh, coming to you today with a astrology oracle for the harvest moon, Aries full moon, which is exact tomorrow morning at 3.58 a.m. Mountain Time. And uh, that's Friday morning, the 29th of September. So which means that you're going to see the full moon at its greatest brightness tonight, Thursday night and tomorrow morning, Friday morning and uh, Friday night. So, wow, this is quite the powerful full moon. Number one, of course, it's a harvest full moon, which is wonderful because, uh, it, again, it's like another opportunity to extend the magic of the fall equinox. It's the the full moon closest to the equinox, which was last week. So we're still in this really magical window where the veils are so thin. And it's so funny. I just was listening to someone yesterday who I heard say something that really resonated. She said, we always talk about how the veils are thin at the equinox and solstices. But let's be real. At this point, there's like no veil. There's just no veils anyway, <laughs> which is kind of an extreme thing to say. But uh, for those of us who have been kind of tracking the energies for a while, it certainly does feel that way. If you put yourself in the way of magic, if you take time out on the land and stillness and meditation, if you make offerings, if you just do the simplest things around prayer and uh, whatever it takes to kind of align yourself with spirit, magic happens so fast these days. It's just unbelievable. So there's a lot going on with this full moon. I'm going to share my screen. And what, what I'm talking about the full moon, understand uh, the, the time of greatest potency, of course. It's again going to be uh, tonight and tomorrow morning, Friday morning. Uh, Friday night is still going to be very uh, bright and beautiful in the sky. And so the bigger energies that are inflating the fiery quality of this moon, uh, first of all, understand that a full moon is always a uh, is always when the, the moon is opposite the sun. So the the moon will be rising in the east tonight, Thursday night, um, right around the same time that the sun is setting in the west. So they're opposite one another. And then in the morning, what's so cool is that when the sun's rising, the moon is setting. That's always how it works around a full moon. So there's this energy of what in shamanic astrology, we always talk about not as polarity or opposites, but as polar resonance. So one of the really beautiful things to know is that uh, there is a beautiful dynamic relationship between the signs that are opposite one another. One of the ways to understand how they operate is to think about what if you're sitting in a circle of people, the person directly opposite you, you can look directly in the eye, you can have a really dynamic relationship with, right? And so, you know, there's a lot of negative attention sometimes given to opposites. But this is a very complementary energy, we could say. Um, so, so every year we have 12 full moons and each of these full moons play out six different uh, polar resonant 
dynamics. So Aries Libra is the the polarity, we could say polarity between um, the Aries moon and the Libra sun. And the energy between these two has everything to do with right relationship. The emphasis is on the moon, the full moon that we can see. And so it's on Aries. So the Aries full moon is kind of expanding, bringing alive, illuminating the mysteries of Aries, but it's balanced by, by Libra. So understanding the, the powerful, fiery medicine of Aries is about, um, it is it has so many different facets to it, but it is, of course, a fire sign. So we're feeling so much fiery energy in the field, not just the Aries full moon. It's also Venus and Leo with the asteroid Juno. It is also the fact that Venus is morning star close to her brightest and highest in the sky. Um, and so there is, and then we have Uranus squaring Venus, which isn't fire per se, but it adds a very dynamic kind of a shaking energy at the root of everything else. So, so this is a very activating full moon. And so Aries is all about new beginnings. It's about taking action. Aries is that has at its, at its core essence, it has an innocent heart. It's someone who just wants to make things happen. A go-getter, you know, pure original, original impulse to create, to initiate, to catalyze. So with this Aries full moon and then the Venus square Uranus aspect, and I will bring into that, <clears throat> excuse me, as well, the Sabian symbol for the moon in Aries. And the Sabian symbol is a, a way of looking at the exact degrees of a planet or a sign. And this moon is at six degrees Aries with the Sabian symbol. We always round up. So it's seven Aries. And it's fascinating this is kind of like a Tao Te Ching of astrology where there's a, it's an image that you work with, that you play with. So the Sabian symbol for seven Aries is, I want to read this out loud because it's so interesting. It is a man successfully expressing himself in two realms at once. That is the Sabian symbol. So, Add to that the strong, your honest energy in the field, and Aries is a very young energy. Um, we we get this experience that's very multidimensional. So the way I've been feeling this is that this is a moment at the full moon and around the time of the full moon, tomorrow to the next few days, because we still have this Venus um, square Uranus effect that's happening for the next few days that there are there's a lot of timeline shifting that we can feel happening where we can and i've been even saying this to some of my clients i've been saying okay there's two of you right now there's the you that's standing you know who's in your skin in this physical location in this moment of time now that of course is always the first priority to honor this is you in the now moment and then there's a second you and the time that i've been working with people on is when venus is at the crown chakra gate february 1st 2025 that's a culmination point for this venus cycle 
I say there's two you's. There's the you right now. There's the two. There's the you right there. And you can work very powerfully with that you, February 2025, to dream into and receive insight and wisdom around your ideal future reality in that moment, not just for you personally, but for the collective, but we begin with ourselves, right? So um, so this is a practice we can be tuned into being excited about the future. This is a radical idea these days, isn't it? Being excited about the future, feeling uh, exhilaration, delight, positivity, possibility. What's possible? I don't know. But lots of light is inflowing. A lot of energy to activate. So, uh, and it might be, what I would say to people is, be awake and aware that you might have surprising, miraculous um, opportunities come to you out of the blue that just, you know, you want to assess and see, is this a good idea or not? But in many cases, yes, take the opportunity. It might take you in a totally fresh new direction, but that might be exactly what you need. So, um, so I had one of those events. I'll just share briefly. Um, people who know me well know that I have, I have two selves, two dimensions. More than that, of course, I'm a Gemini. I was born in the Gemini cycle, Gemini moon, right? I'm very multidimensional. Um, but I have two layers of who I am that uh, are, you know, sometimes I've felt like I've had to choose one over the other. The first is really my background as a wildlife biologist, as um, an environmental writer, as someone who has helped to found a... Uh, an or community organization in the West Bank and Palestine, a permaculture program there, and also helped co-found a, a, a little urban eco-village incubator program here in Albuquerque years ago. And um, so the part of me that likes to organize, who likes to create, and is, especially in the realm of earth care, right, and innovative ways to uh, find ways to bring people together to solve our problems. And, but I, but I have been very focused in the realm of astrology now since uh, fully as an astrologer for the last 13 years, it's been my almost complete focus. And so the other side of me sometimes feels a little starved. So I was so delighted and so surprised in this very Uranus, Venus square Uranus moment where I got an email um, two days ago from a dear friend and mentor, uh, Leora Adler. Leora, you might be listening. She and her husband, Andrew, founded Gaia University a number of years back. And we, Leora and I met 20 years ago, very difficult to believe. 2003, when she was one of the key organizers for a um, bioregional ecological vision council gathering in the foothills of Machu Picchu. And I got to go there. I got to support as a volunteer. I've stayed in touch with Leora over the years, interviewed her for uh, restoring sacred culture across the Americas uh, program that I will link to here. And in any case, she invited me to be a, to, to play a role in facilitating with her and a group of others at this really incredible event that's going to be taking place um, in Baja, where they're bringing together mostly Mexican and some Southwest US-based 
individuals, uh, organizations who are doing um, foundational drylands ecological restoration work. So really considering how do we grow food? How do we restore ecosystems? How do we capture water and preserve water sources in the growing drylands regions across the globe? Because food and water are number one. It's what we need to focus on. So she invited me to come and facilitate. And, you know, I miss facilitating. I miss this work. And it's super exciting. I was a little nervous for a minute. But then it's like, now I got to like jump right in and let this part of me be fed. So maybe you have something like that happening in your life, something exciting that's just kind of popping up and you're not sure. You're like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Is this taking me in the direction I think I want to go? Um, it may not be linear, but if your heart says yes, um, my sense is go for it, go for it, go for it. Um, okay. So, so yeah, so surprises, miracles, um, unexpected events that are designed to help you shift change. Uh, Uranus is always about change. Aries is about taking action. And I want to focus a little too on Venus and Juno because Venus and Juno are at 22 degrees Leo. They're conjunct. Juno is an asteroid, one of the big four. And like her namesake, Juno has a lot of energy around partnership. You know, Juno was the goddess of partnership, love. Uh, and so she has to do with partnership relationship, especially really strong bonds like marriage or strong friendships, these kinds of things. And Venus is, um, of course, also associated with relationship partnership. So very interesting. Those two are coming together. Juno also has a very strong relationship with money and the sacred feminine origins of resource and money. So uh, the reason for that is that in ancient Rome, the first money minting temples were dedicated to Juno Moneta, the goddess. So, so remember that there is there's something that's being shaken up. There's something that's being really um, undergoing really radical change at the root around our love relationships, around our closer partnerships, around our relationship with resources and money. And it's all about the feminine. Uh, even Taurus is in the sign of I'm sorry, Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, which is ruled by Venus. So the feminine is very much um, the, the dominant energy right now. And the opportunity is for us to change, to take action, to move forward in ways that are, um, are honoring of and sourced in feminine wisdom, feminine desire to connect, to restore bonds, to... Um, bring us into greater harmony and alignment. And so I say that, and there's also another piece of this, which is that Venus and Juno are aligned with the star, Ras Elasid, may I always say this, uh, it's always a little tricky to say the name, um, but it is a star in the mouth of the lion, Ras Elasid Astralis. And so, yeah, <gasps> The star in the mouth of the lion constellation as Venus approaches Regulus, the star heart of the lion. 
And so the, the star in the mouth of the lion does have to do with finding our words, finding our voice, and specifically the voice of the goddess. The voice, she who is most concerned with right relationship. This is what is being activated for us. So it's for us to find our voice, to, to creatively self-express, and to speak up for what we care about in the realm of um, values, resources, relationships, love. And my sense is that many of us are moving into a space where as important as the personal primary relationships are, we are finding that our focus and our attention is really needing to move beyond personal dramas and more into the, the well-being of Mother Earth and the evolution of our species, because there's just so much at stake with that right now. So we really are in this moment where we can ask ourselves, what is the universe asking of me that really aligns with my deeper values and um, helps me to be an agent of change? Those are some big energies that we're in the field of. Interestingly, what we're also approaching, there's there are just a lot of really interesting pairs in the mix. So if you see with this chart, um, we have a lot of, so we have Eris is on the North node in Aries. That's, you know, Aries, Eris is a disruptor. And so North node is kind of true North or what helps us realign with the soul's original intent. So if you speaking your truth, you know, the mouth of the lion is disruptive. That might be what's needed. If you taking action and moving forward in the way your soul calls you to move forward, if that's disruptive old paradigms, maybe that's what's needed. Uh, don't be afraid to let your authentic truth and your deeper calling and your soul wisdom help you to stand apart from the crowd if it helps you to take action in ways that will serve the well-being of the whole. Um, so we're being brave. We're learning to be brave. Aries is also very courageous, very brave. Okay. Uh, what else? We also have, oh, this is a big piece. It's really powerful. We have Mars approaching the brightest star in the Virgin constellation, Spica. And Mars has been moving through the Virgin constellation, the goddess in the sky, the goddess Astrea, um, or, who is this uh, really powerful feminine deity. We have Mars very close to the, the brightest star in her body. We could say when in a major constellation like the Virgin or like Leo the Lion, that the brightest star kind of carries the primal essence of that entire primary, uh, that entire planetary body, that constellation. That is true with Spica. So the sacred masculine Mars is approaching Spica and the south node in Libra is also approaching that point. So Mars is about to get a very deep download from the south node of original wisdom around the sovereign sacred feminine, the relational feminine. Uh, because again, it's in the sign of Libra. And Mars is really one of the subtle but most important figures in the sky at this moment for us to be paying attention to. 
because he is about to go into the underworld. In fact, for most of us, we won't see him anymore. He will be invisible by the 30th. So that's Saturday. So Mars has been low on the Western horizon and he will disappear into the beams of the sun around Saturday and will remain there invisible from our view until around January 20th of 2024. So we talk a lot about Venus in the underworld and the goddess going through a death birth cycle, but Mars, the sacred masculine, also has his sacred cycle. And I found it just absolutely incredible that a, a an individual, a, a friend, a male friend of mine who has been studying Venus with me and in exchange offering really beautiful prayers, songs, um, sacred offerings. Um, this young man who is on the red road, he's Mexican, but he has spent a great deal of time as a sun dancer, as someone who is a pipe carrier, who has uh, devoted his life to the path of spirit service, serving Gaia. He is doing a four-day vision quest and just began on Wednesday. And I, I was sharing with him um, in kind of abbreviated form before he, he was going to be facing west for four days, no food, no water. So I was describing for him what was happening in the sky that he might want to tune into. And it was so striking to me that he's facing the west the whole time. And he began just as Mars was disappearing from the sky. And so he's, in a sense, the way I felt it, honoring the sacred masculine as he begins his own deeper inner work, his initiation, his death birth process, his own sun dance or vision quest. And it was just beautiful to see that. So Mars is not only disappearing into the beams of the sun, but also is approaching, um, excuse me, a square to Pluto very soon as well, is uh, going to be moving into Scorpio. So by all accounts, the sacred masculine principle is going into very mysterious sacred territory, into the depths, into the darkness, into the deeper time of retreat, into the feminine mysteries. So the sacred masculine is being initiated. And I think it's gorgeous that he's with Spica and the South Node in the sign of Libra at the same time. So here's the feminine on all counts. Venus square Uranus, very activating, very catalyzing, very alive. And it's, you know, up high, bright in the sky in the sign of Leo. Morning star, very young, outward, um, powerful feminine energy, speaking her truth. And you have to understand we speak our truth. It's not just our words, it's the actions we take, it's what we do in the world. And the sacred masculine is dropping as deeply as he can on his knees, preparing to enter the Anipi or preparing to enter the womb of the earth or preparing to. Um, to go into his own deeper process that we can't give words to. But as he does this, it is truly um, held in the embrace of the larger feminine of the Virgin constellation and um, lit up.
by the light of her shaft of wheat or corn, by her bounty. And with the south node of the moon that takes him into the ancient wisdom of the Libra mysteries of right relationship, of reciprocity, of harmony, of peace. So there's something very powerful that's happening right now for the feminine and masculine. And it feels to me like it continues to be a very distinct, separate journey. So these two energies that are being transformed inside each of us, and that we may sometimes even feel as the distance between men and women, not always, these are two different things, but we can feel them that way. It's for us to allow these, these two energies to be doing their own dance. They're each being informed by the, the opposite polarity, as it were, and deepening through the process. So we let the feminine rise in her fire, in her fierce love, and we allow the masculine to take deep rest. And that's what's happening in our larger world. And it's all lit up by this beautiful Aries harvest moon, the moon of the warrior and the moon of the great harvest. So let our hearts be lit up with the fire of the feminine warrior and let our hearts also and let our, our spirits also offer such gratitude and prayers and thanksgiving for the beautiful work that the masculine is doing in his own deeper dive into, into the dark, into the depths, into um, the place of deepest um of deepest healing and deepest homecoming into the, the arms of the great mother of the feminine. And, and so I hope you have a beautiful full moon that miracles and magic happen for you and take action in the ways that your soul deeply calls you. And again, if it disrupts your world a bit to speak your truth and to follow what is deeply true for you, um, it's okay. Uh, it's it's time. It's time for us to choose our truth and to choose right action over over comfort that might have a a big cost and that really uh, many of us are ready to to evolve out of. Okay. So and yes, it can also be fun, playful, joyful, and full of delight. All right. Have a beautiful full moon, and I'll be back uh, to share more about. October astrology in a few days. Be well.